0: Lord, we thank you for the promise in this song. The promise that regardless of what we face in our lives, you are always there with us. For under fire or under attack, you're standing there next to us. If we feel out of our depth or overwhelmed by the seas of life, you are with us and you hold back the sea so we don't drown. We thank you for the promise that we have been freed from the slavery of sin because of the work of Jesus on the cross. You died for our forgiveness. Lord, for that, we will be forever grateful. As we journey through this lockdown and the uncertain times ahead, we thank you that you have promised to be with us. Because you are with us, we will always have faith, hope, and love, the three things that will always remain. Thank you for your promise again this morning that we are truly not alone. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Well, good morning again from my home, to yours, I'm so thankful that I'm still able to bring the word this morning. But I'm also incredibly thankful, regardless of whether the church can meet or not, we are not in any way in my heart limited because the church is not a building as you know, the church is God's people, it's you and I. And that thanks to Christ, we each actually have direct access to God, meaning the church, in my opinion, will thrive and advance in every season, whether scattered or gathered. I think that's pretty awesome you know one of the i guess concerns that i have in this time of lockdown as i think through recording messages over the next few weeks is my hairdo i'm wondering what my hair will actually do over the next few weeks so if i in the end am wearing a hat i'm not being sacrilegious i'm just trying to cover up a poor hairdo in fact if you could see me this morning i've actually got bare feet so um that's different for me to be preaching in bare feet but It's not a bad thing, is it, if your major concern around filming is your hairdo. You know, last week, uh, as a part of our prepare season, I spoke to you about the power of hope in our lives. How hope does the heavy lifting when it comes to our burdens. How God uses hope as a thread to mend the holes we find we have in our nets. Now, if you're new to our online gatherings, firstly, I welcome you uh, And you maybe don't know what I mean when I'm referring to holes in our nets or cleaning and mending our nets. I want to encourage you, if that's you, that go on our YouTube channel, go back and find Prepare Part 1. And in that message, I'll detail and explain the revelation of what it means to clean and mend our nets, and you'll get an understanding. In fact, if you feel like it, why don't you watch all the parts of this season of Prepare, because I believe they'll be a blessing to you. But in essence, what I'm saying is that hope we have in Christ is one of the threads that God uses when it comes to healing our brokenness. When we have the revelation of Jesus and hope begins to rise in our lives as we give Christ greater access to our hearts and to our mess, He sets about healing the brokenness that we have. We stop trying to carry our burdens in our own strength, and Jesus carries those for us. I said last week, we're not designed to carry burden, but to be hope bearers. We're designed to carry hope, and Jesus does the heavy lifting when it comes to the burdens in our life. Well, this morning I wanna move from hope does the heavy lifting to faith gives us a firm footing. As much as hope is a thread that brings healing into our lives, faith is the substance in our lives that gives us a secure footing. When things around us are shaky or uncertain, faith is the foundation for us as believers that keeps us upright and secure in the midst of the shaking. Where others around us might be completely shaken, leading to the feeling of a sense of insecurity. As followers of Jesus, we will face uncertainty that there is no doubt of, but we are completely certain in this and secure in who God is and that He is with us in the midst of it all. We know we're going to have flourishing seasons where everything is good. Things are advancing, full of excitement. We feel like we're on top of the world. Those are great seasons for us to be in. And other seasons of sticking at it, grinding it out, hanging in there, even when we are not feeling good about everything that's going on. When things are difficult, we're going to have those kinds of seasons as well. And if we don't live by faith in those seasons, we can end up with holes in our nets brokenness in our lives, doubt in the outcomes, and doubt can in the end be a big hole in our nets. If we live with doubt, doubt in God's ability, doubt in what's gonna happen, we can end up with holes of mistrust in our nets. But our faith in Christ can repair the holes that doubt has brought. You see, faith is essential. Faith keeps me consistent in my walk and response to God. And it keeps me consistent in how I relate to people in my world because faith is not based on feelings. Hebrews 11 verse 1 in the New Living Translation says, Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. The world responds based on senses like feelings, like how I should feel about something. But faith takes us beyond our feelings, faith is totally confident in the reality of what it is that we truly hope for. Things like eternity, peace in the midst of storms, overflowing joy, regardless of our circumstances, all that is promised through scripture. And because of that, we have hope and we have great faith. See faith is not based on anything other than the truth of God's word and the promises that he's given us. Romans 10, 17, again in the New Living Translation, says, So faith comes from hearing, that is, hearing the good news about Christ. Faith comes from the revelation of what we have gained in Christ and all that we hope for. It's faith that becomes our reality beyond what our feelings may be saying. Faith is not something we have every now and again. Faith is present and it's continuing. It's not just a virtue. It's a living thing. In fact, faith is a way of life for us. We are told here that faith is being confident or sure of the things hoped for. See, in our limited human understanding, there are realities that we have no material evidence for. But they are no less real because of that fact. Faith enables you and I to know they are real and that they truly exist. See, we have no certainty aside from faith and hope. Faith gives us great certainty. It is vital for all that the Christian life means and all that the Christian life hopes for. We have no material evidence for heaven. Yet most of us listening to this message online, we know that heaven truly is real. We have no material way of testing the immaterial things that we lay hold of by faith in God. It's by faith. That we gain evidence of what we do not yet see. Faith stretches us well beyond what we have learned from our earthly senses, that which we see, touch, smell and feel. Faith stretches us beyond all those things. If we're reliant only on our senses for how we respond to situations in life, we will have a pretty uncertain foundation for our footing. Our faith and confidence and who our God is, and what he is able to do for us is the major thread to healing our brokenness and mending our nets. God is our certain footing in Christ, our complete security. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly more than we could ever ask, think, or imagine that is the God whom you and I serve. We have faith in God, that he is able to do immeasurably, abundantly more. Ephesians 3 20 to 21 is that very reference in scripture. Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we ask or even think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. Your faith in God goes well beyond how things seem or how things even look in the circumstances of your life. God is able, as that scripture said, through his mighty work within us, his mighty work within us to heal us, to help us, to transform us. God is able. My own personal story, you know, I think back on my own life. When I first turned up at church, you've heard this before, I was an absolute mess. Eventually, I found faith in God through Christ and the Holy Spirit began to work powerfully on the inside of my life and the outward of my life began to change because of the inward transformation. But when I arrived at church, I was an angry young man. I was full of hatred for the world and everyone in it. I was suicidal. I was abusing substances. In fact, I would say I would describe my life as completely lost no clue what to do with my life, no clue where to go, no clue which way was up and which way was down, a complete mess. I was feeling abused by so many people around my life, living with massive bitterness and unforgiveness. I went from that state of complete brokenness over time and through a process of love to being transformed completely. As my faith in who God was and what he was able to do increased so did my transformation and I recognize that Ephesians scripture to be true in my life. He was able to do immeasurably more than I could have ever thought or asked or even began to imagine. And God did that in my life and God does that in your life. And as you begin to see the Holy Spirit transform your life, your faith is built. Your faith begins to grow. Your trust in God increases and my transformation, perhaps today your transformation became the evidence of my faith maybe your transformation is the evidence of your faith. I've learned over many years there's just no way I can allow my feelings or even my limited understanding in my natural person to determine the level of my faith. Our natural senses are not the basis for whether God exists or not. If we let what we see or feel be the thing that determines our faith, we can in the end get upset and get angry with God when we don't feel Him or see Him at work. Then we end up with a wrong viewpoint of who God is. And these misplaced disappointments because I didn't feel Him or see Him at work can lead to large holes of mistrust and doubt that God desires to help me or to bless me. Our faith is not in what God can or God should do for us. If we limit our faith to that, then our faith is founded on anticipated outcomes. We don't have faith in outcomes. We have faith in who God is, what the word says about God. That's where I find my faith. I don't look to outcomes to build my faith. I look to God and he is the one who builds my faith. My faith is not in what God does. My faith is in who God is. Your faith. It's not in what God does for you. It's truly in who God is. And you find who God is in scripture. You find who God is in relationship with Jesus. That's where you develop and begin to find who God truly is. And your faith is in who God is, not in the outcomes of what God does for you. My faith does not mean that at times I will see circumstances change supernaturally with God's intervention, but my faith is not limited to the changing of my circumstances. Otherwise, what happens to me if God doesn't change my circumstances? I've learned that God can and does change circumstances as I pray. God does intervene. God does bring the miraculous into my life and things do change. My faith in who God is does at times change the outcomes in my life and change my circumstances. But other times, He does not. my faith does not change the circumstances, but it does change my view. Of the circumstances let me try and illustrate that today in a way that God taught me this in my own life at 26 years old I was having pain in my arms and I was struggling to work and I'd launched my own joinery business and I was trying hard as a young man to make a a go of that and make it a success and as I began that journey I began to have pain in my arms every time I lifted something or went to do any any physical work it was such a physical job that I had pain constantly doing it I remember just being so frustrated with God. Why are you not God changing my situation? I brought it to God in prayer. I was faithful in my complaints to God. But here's the interesting thing about that season as I would complain about the pain. There wasn't a balance in my prayer life. It was all about complaint and no thanksgiving. See, it's not wrong to complain. God wants to hear the pain and the difficulty and the struggle. But you know, as I begin to understand the power of thanksgiving, I'm able to turn any negative situation around in my heart. But that's not what was going on. I was simply complaining to God about why are you not blessing me? I stepped out and started my own business. What is going on? God, I need a healing. And you know I do. I complained in every prayer about it. Well eventually I got to see a doctor who sent me on to a neurosurgeon. Uh, Seems a strange thing when you've got lumps in your arm and pain in your arm to see a neurosurgeon, but uh, I did. I got sent to a neurosurgeon and he diagnosed me with a condition called neurofibromatosis. It's a disease where your brain grows benign tumors on the nerves in your body. Your, Your brain thinks it's creating something to help you, but actually it's creating pain for you. I had them also on the major nerves in my spine which the neurosurgeon's words to me were, I'm amazed you can even walk today. After that diagnosis, I remember feeling incredibly thankful that I still had my mobility to the level that I did. I remember the strong feeling when I was giving thanks that I was able to still work and eventually after treatment and surgery, able to live a pretty much a normal life. And my focus was now on Thanksgiving and not so much on my disappointment. How God had led me through faith to see my circumstances differently. How thanksgiving as a part of my faith began to change my focus and began to change my view to see where God was at work instead of seeing where God wasn't at work. So our faith can change circumstances at times and it does lead to miracles, but it also changes the things we focus on. That can be as equally important a miracle in my opinion. God does not send the circumstances, but at times allows them. God can use those circumstances however he likes in order to grow and deepen my trust in him. If you want to read of someone who had circumstances that tested his trust in God, I encourage you to go and read the book of Job. Job had every reason to not trust God. Things were going so wrong, but Job proves what faith truly is. He continued to trust God in the midst of his circumstances. You know, in this COVID-19 time where the nation is protecting itself, against this virus we're also seeing massive uncertainty around jobs hearing constant doom and gloom messages about the economy and the reality is the world can only report on the facts that they see in their natural senses but people of faith we are always full of hope meaning we we too are aware of the threats to health and to the economy and we take those seriously we apply wisdom and we abide by the process we're asked to We plan for a downturn in the economy as best we can. We make plans, that's wisdom. It's wise to look at your personal finances and can I encourage you to do this. See where maybe can tidy up my spending. I probably need to do a lot of tidying up of my spending and my family, I'm the spender, I like to spend money. But maybe we can take a time to adjust some of our habits of how we spend and plan for worst case scenarios. I think there's some wisdom in that. It does not lack faith to be wise it's actually a part of good stewardship and i encourage everyone to do that where possible or if possible but faith in god means that we know god is with us in the midst of it all he may or may not intervene in our physical circumstances but we know he is in control regardless of what we see or regardless of what we feel or regardless of what it is that we hear that's faith in god and not in an outcome therefore we have the peace of god in the midst of trying times we still have joy we still have firm footing because christ is our foundation and nothing else will do nothing else can give us the stability or the the certainty of footing that christ gives us through faith i'm not trying to minimize the impact of job losses not trying to minimize the impact of financial hardship or or overdo the faith thing because those things are very real for people. But what I am saying is that our faith and our hope is in Christ. Therefore, although we might be shaken, we will not fall. We will always have praise. We will always have worship in our hearts because our faith is in who God is. He is sovereign and in control and not in our circumstances. So again, in the midst of this difficult season for different people, I pray Romans 15, 13, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. See, that's what faith does. It trusts in God regardless of one situation. When I tr- my trust is anchored to God, I am filled with joy and peace. And when I'm filled with joy and peace, I overflow with great hope. My faith in who God is means I trust him beyond what my senses are telling me. That thread of faith journeys me to the mending of brokenness. As I read scripture, I'm reminded again that the challenges, the hard times, suffering actually produces the best in people of faith. The way people of faith journey through difficulty releases genuine hope to others. When the world is looking for hope, believers full of faith, the way we journey is the hope they are looking for. How can we walk through that challenge? How can you still smile in the midst of difficulty and still have such a peace and certainty of it all still being okay? Your confidence comes through faith and not through your feelings or your experiences. My prayer is, that even in this season, we would never allow anything else to lead other than our faith in Christ. We'd remain hungry in our pursuit of Jesus, remembering that worry and concern would love to be front and center in our lives in this season. But we've already determined as people of faith that the center of our lives belongs to Jesus Christ. He is the one that we have anchored. Our hope to the one who we have found faith through, and nothing else can take the place of Jesus in our lives. That's what prepare has been all about. It's been about the revelation that Jesus is gonna be and needs to be and is the center of our lives, that we need to get our lives in order where Christ is the center. It's never been more true for us than right now. Christ is our hope, our faith. Is in him he is the center of our life worry and concern though they may be present are not center in our lives that's reserved for Jesus so we keep Jesus center through prayer and worship and word remember this faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God hearing of the good news of Jesus Christ we are people who will praise and worship regardless of of what it is that we face, because our faith is in God and not in our circumstances. Hope does the heavy lifting when it comes to our burdens, but faith gives us a secure footing, faith and hope. And next weekend, we'll look at love, what love does for you and I, and the certainty love gives us. Faith, hope, and love, the Bible says, these three things are what shall remain. These are the things that have eternal value. I pray it's a blessing as you walk in faith this week, as you trust in God in the midst of circumstances, as your faith is found in who God is and not in outcomes. I pray you will have the peace of God. I pray you'll know joy in your hearts. And I pray again that you'll be overflowing with great hope. Let's pray together this morning. Father God, we thank you again for who you are. In you we find overflowing hope, certain faith, and complete love. We choose today to again trust you completely and not to doubt that you, Lord, are in control of our lives and the outcomes of our lives. The greatest outcome has already been promised and that is our eternity is secure. We acknowledge that Jesus said in his word that in this world we will have trouble, but he has also said, but fear not for I have overcome the world. So even in the midst of our difficulties, we live as those who have also overcome. And I pray for us all, and I ask that the God of all hope fill us with all joy and peace as we trust in Him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen.